0: Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast dedicated to teaching, sharing, and learning the game. Thank you for joining me today. I'm your host, Steve Kramer of Kramer Basketball and the Coach's Edge. And do we have a dynamite episode for you with my right-hand man this summer with basketball camps, Evan Neff. And he's going to talk a little bit about some of his experiences, uh, some of the takeaways and things that he's learned along the way, spending a lot of time in the gym. Also a current college athlete. This is a great episode for coaches, players, and parents alike. I can't wait to dive into that. But Before that, a quick word. This episode is brought to you by CoachesEdge.coach. Your all-encompassing resource for basketball coaches, whether it's player development, strategy, strength and conditioning, developing culture and leadership, even its own player development app, if you're curious about joining coaches edge.coach, serving coaches around the country, feel free to reach out, contact at KramerBasketball.com. Let's get to the show. Evan, we're back. Thank, Thank you for, for jumping in and taking the time to be on the Coach's Edge podcast.
1: For sure. Thanks for having me, Coach. I know this uh, this podcast is kind of like one of your babies. So it uh, it means a lot when you ask me to be on this one for sure.
0: Uh, I'm loving the podcast. Right, we started this in maybe May of 2020, and uh, it's it's slow grow, and uh, it's been awesome to really see the relationships that it's built, how many coaches we've been able to connect uh, connect with, and you've been a big part of that. So I'm gonna let you explain a little bit of what you've done this summer, but before that, I'll gas you up a little bit, right? You, all-state player out of Kingston, Michigan. Played for a heck of a program, heck of a coach. Uh, and Coach Lester over there, phenomenal high school career. Had a chance for a deep, deep uh, state title run, but that was the COVID year, right? That was the COVID year where you guys were ready for the district title uh, game, and then boom, everything shuts down. Now, a uh, college athlete. could be playing for Elma College in Michigan next season, which is very exciting, goals aspirations of being a basketball coach getting into training uh, just deep diving there and one of the reasons that we had Evan and I asked Evan to be a part of our summer camps was because I've had the chance to know him since he was like eight or nine years old coming to our camps which tells you a little bit how long I've been doing this but more importantly than him being in Kramer basketball and being a heck of a basketball player is that He's really good with people. He's really good with people, and he's a student of the game. And that's the type of person that we want to surround our kids with, our other coaching staff with. And it's really an iron sharpens iron thing with with him. So, even before you know, you kind of dig into what you've done this summer, Evan. I just want to—I've said it many times, but I can't thank you enough. Uh, our summer would not have been as successful as it was and it was really successful if it weren't for you so thank you uh, for also helping me out uh throughout the course of the summer let's dig into you know some of the things that, that you've learned throughout the course of the past few months
1: you know uh thank you for having me along on the <laughs> summer camp tour it was i just loved being in the gym being around people so i i learned a lot for sure um and then I have a, a couple things here that I learned, a couple main points. Um, first, one was I learned that you got to keep the work simple and that, like the highest level players, all the uh, teams you train, a lot of the work is like simple stuff that um, you build up and there's progressions and regressions. And, but at the end of the day, it's just simple stuff that they're going to do in a game that's going to be able to translate for anybody. So. So my main thoughts.
0: So that's number that's number one. And and I love it. Talk a little bit about how that same concept applies to you as a college athlete.
1: <laughs> yeah, Um really when I'm working out, it's a lot of the same stuff that you're teaching high school, junior high kids, um, working on the footwork, um, getting a lot of reps up, getting shots up, um, I'm really, a lot of the, the way I've learned to work out is from you and from, um, different other coaches that I've had. And really I'm not doing a lot of crazy stuff. You know, you, you can go on Instagram and you can see a lot of wild drills, a lot of ball handling stuff that doesn't really make any sense. Like a thousand dribbles, just kind of standing there doing crazy stuff. There's a lot of, you know, bad trainers out there and, uh, that stuff normally doesn't have any substance to it and doesn't really translate. So.
0: You know, we had uh, a high school coach who came and had his son at one of our camps. And this was also one of our Ohio camps, the, which was cooled the two division one coaches in town also send their kids to our camps, which again, is always a good reminder, right? We must be doing something right. If division one coaches are sending their kids to our stuff, but the high school coach was sitting in on one of our workouts in between camps, right? So you were in Ohio for our last camp and we'd run camp from nine to noon for more of a junior high age group in the morning. And then from 12 to one, we'd play. And so that was yourself and a handful of other college athletes that I've trained that are coming back to coaches. Um, One of those guys is Vito Brown, who's probably a top you know, thousand player in the world, knocking on the door, being an NBA player. And we would play two on two, three on three, things like that. And I, I went over and, and was chatting with him and he, he said one of the most simple things he, he said, these guys just don't miss. I, like, <laughs> guys, see, I just don't miss many shots. Right? right. And it's, it's that type of consistency of doing basic things, form shooting, spot shooting, pull-ups off the dribble, moving without the basketball, reading screens, reading defenses, attacking closeouts, knowing when to pass, Drive, shoot, those are simple things. But when you can continue to do them again and again and again, that's where a high school coach can come in and watch college athletes, pro athletes come in and work out and be like, they're not necessarily doing anything unbelievably fancy, highlight reel type stuff, but everything that they do is at a high level and it's extremely difficult to stop. And that's something we really try to emphasize to our kids. You don't need 100 moves. Right. You just need to master one move, do it a hundred times every day until it becomes unstoppable. And then you build off yeah. of that. So uh I'm glad you mentioned that. Anything you want to add on to that before we get in number two?
1: No, that was really good. Uh <laughs> that's a good way to put it. They just they just don't miss that. Everything is just the higher level you get up. I feel like they're doing the same stuff. They're just doing it at a way higher level. And uh but yeah. Right.
0: It's not necessarily something brand new, it's just the way that they go about it, is so much higher. And -hmm. that's what I'm trying to get. That's why I love having you demonstrate at our camps and our other college players demonstrate at our camps. Players that we had as young kids who took our instruction extremely seriously, kept practicing it, now have had extremely high school careers and oftentimes gone on to play at the college level. You come back, you're still doing at a high intensity, demonstrating at a high level. And for us to be able to show that to a 6th, 7th, 8th grade player, say, listen, they're still doing this. Look how much Evan is concentrating on the footwork and his body positioning on a shot fake into a reverse pivot. Those are really, really good players. Those are in the top 3 4% that get to go on and play college basketball. If they're still paying that much attention to detail, how much more does it mean for us to concentrate? on those things if we're not even close to the level of an Evan Neff. So I I just think that that's a great, that's a great point. What's another big takeaway that you had from our summer at camps?
1: One thing I thought a lot, and it's kind of changing the way I see the game is that just coaches see the game differently from everybody else. And like how many more layers there are to the game, Uh, especially someone like you who knows the game like very well. Um, I just, I, even from being around you so much, I'm seeing the game a lot different. Um, I'm a, learning to appreciate, like, keeping the game simple, playing off two feet. Um, and then, like, if I'm watching a game and the team runs, like, a really nice offensive set, I'm, like, geeking out about that. So just, uh, I see the game a lot differently than I probably used to. Um, if I'm watching a YouTube video or something on uh Certain high school player who gets a really tough bucket, I might be like, well, he over dribbled, and he could have got two. <laughs> you know, he could have got a way easier bucket. So um, it's just I see the game a lot different from being around you and around other good coaches.
0: You have an example. I think that's huge. You know, anytime where we just want to put ourselves around good people, right? People that we respect that you know are you know maybe have more experience than than we do. You have any examples of that throughout the course of the summer?
1: Can you repeat that?
0: Do you have any examples from that throughout the course of the summer?
1: Um, (laughs) I definitely saw a lot of kids trying to over dribble and stuff like that. And uh, just um, I would try to get on them and then we would like enforce like dribble limits and stuff like that. And you could see where some kids uh, skill level or. Know athleticism, whatever it is, they can't get to their spot and score in two or three dribbles in some of these drills, and uh, it it just really um, made me appreciate getting being efficient, being efficient with your dribbles, uh, movement, stuff like that. Because um, once it gets to five on five, if you can't break someone down and score on them in two or three dribbles, it, there's going to be help defense there. You're not going to be able to actually get to your spot and score. Um, a lot of examples, especially when I'm out training kids on my own, I, I always find myself talking to them like I'm a coach, even though I'm not, you know, I, I don't really feel like a coach, but I always feel like I'm talking to them like I'm you or something.
0: You know, one of my friends who's a college coach at um, SIU or no, Southern Indiana, and he tells his college guys, if you can't score in three dribbles, you can't play you can't play. Like you can't get, you're not going to get on the court. If you can't score in three dribbles or less efficiency, quick decisions, making plays quick, moving to basketball. If you, if you don't have anything, if you cannot do those simple things, you might be able to get away with it at the high school or the lower levels, but the higher level of basketball that you play, the more efficient you need to become. Right. Mm -hmm. And it may not necessarily translate to playing faster physically, But it certainly, it will always translate to playing faster mentally, which is the tough thing about being a player, because we're pushing our kids to be more efficient, to play with a little more of a pace at times. But at the same time, the more we grow as a player, the more the game slows down. And so it's being able to read the game quickly, while at the same time in our mind, the game is moving slow and when you can get to that point as a player which is really the mind that a lot of our coaches have they just you can't physically go out and do it and perform it but you can see it and you see things unfolding really slow and i think that's one of the biggest challenges as a coach is being able to get kids to play effectively efficiently quickly while at the same time try to slow the game down for them enough that they can process, that they can make good decisions. And that's a really difficult balance to have. But Hey coaches, let me take a quick break to thank you for listening to the Coach's Edge podcast. Our listenership continues to grow. And a big reason for that is the positive ratings and review. So if you haven't already, if you could take less than a minute of your time, leave a positive rating and review wherever you're listening to your podcast, whether that's Apple or Spotify I would certainly greatly, hugely appreciate it. Again, the podcast is free to listen. So leaving a positive rating and review goes a really long way as far as your support. Thank you for being such a big part of The Coach's Edge, our growth. I can't thank you enough and we couldn't do it without you. Let's get back to the show. Some of that's just taking good coaching, working hard and playing enough that you get some of that experience so the game does start to to slow down for you. Can you talk about that in your own kind of playing career coming up through junior high, high school, college? What are some of the things that have allowed you to have the game slow down and so that you can play at your own pace and not necessarily be dictated by somebody else's?
1: Yeah, yeah. I still struggle Um, I need. I want the game to slow down a lot more I was uh I was playing at a pretty competitive open run just last week and like I would know what I need to be doing but sometimes my body would be going a little bit faster the game would be going a little bit faster than my my head and then like after the play is done I realize what I should have done and then uh but yeah that that's Um, what you need to do. You need to just keep playing against really high-level guys. Um, That's what helped. That's what's helped me. Um, When I was like a freshman in high school, the game was really fast for me. But uh, I really focused on that offseason. I uh, played a lot of AAU. I played with a lot of really high-level guys and just, you know, playing live anytime I could um, versus just getting shots up, getting skill work in. Um, I think a lot of one-on-one, a lot of two-on-two, just making reads against bigger, stronger, faster players, um, has helped the game slow down for me a lot. Um, in one thing this summer, like I played a lot of one-on-one against yourself and, you know, that's, that's not easy. That's not a walk in the park. So, uh, then I found myself like if I'm going back and I train some high school kids and then if they want to play some one-on-one after it feels like I'm, the game is just so slow and like I can just do whatever I want after playing against you all summer so it's it's kind of funny uh the different levels like how how there's different levels of good players if that makes sense and uh I'm always trying to play against better players to help the game slow down
0: it's interesting how that works and then you go back and you play against you know, uh, know, maybe some good high school players that you've been playing against for a while or been around for a while. Um, But after you play at a certain speed or a certain pace or a certain size, whatever that might be a certain skill level, and then you go back to something that uh, you've been doing, you're like, wow, (laughs) this is a heck of a lot easier than, than it used to be. And in that span, you didn't necessarily realize that you were getting better. Right. And then you go, you go back and you're like, oh, wow, this just got a heck of a lot. It's kind of like lifting weights or or working out or or anything else. And, you know, you've been working on doing a certain exercise and then you go back to something before. You're like, man, this weights, this weights pretty light. right? It's pretty, it's pretty easy. Same kind of thing. And uh, obviously a lot of fun and, and a lot of uh, very rewarding as well. What's uh, a third thing? Another thing, I know you have three things that you you picked out uh, as we we're going to have this conversation that really stuck out to you this summer.
1: Yeah, uh, my third thing, I think, relates really well to uh, Kramer basketball, and it's that if you provide value and you treat people well, they'll keep coming back. Um, obviously, I feel like the training you're doing was really valuable. Kids are getting better every camp, uh, every workout, or whatever, but um, not that alone didn't necessarily always bring them back it's the fact that you can relate to them and you treat them so well and whether they're the worst player or the best player at camp like we treat them no different um and i think a lot of kids had more fun because of that and i think you know they're going to come back next summer or they might sign up for two or three camps in the same summer and that's why we always see a lot of the same people through the through the doors in the gym so i think that's a huge key with your camps
0: well i appreciate that and you know i i you you do that naturally you picked up on that kind of being what we do i think even as a as a camper as a kid you kept coming back right um but at the same time that's something that you've done as a coach really really well this summer and i can't emphasize enough how far that goes uh the old saying players don't care how much you know, unless they know how much you care. It's true. It's 100% true. True. You could have the best teaching, the best coaching, uh, the most dynamic drills available. None of that matters unless you show those kids every single day that you actually care about them. When they understand that you care about them, when they understand that you have their best interest in mind, when they understand that you do not care so much if they are the best player or the worst player, or if they're the star player, or if they're just trying to make the team because they got cut last year, when they understand that that is not how you are judging them, right? Because we're not, we talk about that as well. Things get really, really good, really, really exciting. Those kids get uh, some comfort, some freedom. They can be comfortable in their own skin make more mistakes, which is going to lead to more improvement and in general, have a lot more fun. And when you combine all those different things, as far as them having fun, being comfortable, getting better, they're going to come back, right? And that's why a lot of our camps sell out. As you mentioned, a lot of the same kids will come back. Oh, we saw you, you know, last month at our other camp, you came back again. We see a lot of those things. And uh, that's, you know, from the business side, that's how you build a business. That's how you build a business. It it doesn't matter if you have 50,000, you know, Twitter followers or something like that. If you don't treat people really, really well, and they know you're going to work really, really hard with them or with their kids. If people know those things about you, they're going to come and they're going to come back and they're going to tell other people about it. And that goes a, a really long way. And, you know, that's one thing that I found out about you. That's a missing link or maybe a little more difficult for other coaches is when kids walk in the gym, you said hello to them. When kids walk in the gym, you fist bump them. When kids walk in the gym, you know, you'd ask them, Hey, you ready for the day? Or, you know, strike up a conversation with them. And that is so, so big for you to take the time. Cause again, we come in to run some camps. We may never see these kids again. Right. I bring you with me. Right. And so they're like, this Neff guy, he must be a big deal, right? He, he's he's coming in, he's a college player, right? He's demonstrating all the stuff with, with Coach Kramer. And, but for you to also take the time to care about those kids before we've started camp, when we're taking a water break, it is a huge, huge deal. And uh, so on one hand, we're helping those kids, but on the other hand, it's really great experience for for you and for everybody else to figure out this is a little bit of Uh, some life skills that can translate on the basketball court and and off of it so I love that you you mentioned that tell us a little bit of how is your game you talked a little bit about your mind and how how you view the game has changed since we spent so much time together this summer overall how would you say you're a better player than you were at the beginning of the summer
1: uh, I'm for sure a better player uh, just because of playing a lot of reps and a lot of live one-on-one, two-on-two, stuff like that. I think um, small-sided games are really huge for skill development and then demonstrating all the drills. I, I think you sent me a text like those uh, Those reps add up too, like I'm going full speed, everything we're doing. Um a lot of times after the camps, we'd be doing shooting drills or in between camps if we if it was just us. Um, and I'm I'm still, you know, working out on my own. I'm lifting weights. I'm probably a lot, maybe lost a few pounds I'm trying to gain back. But uh, so I'm not necessarily stronger, but definitely um, I see the game a little bit different. I'm play. I've played a lot more. I'm You know, I keep getting reps up. Uh, I play off two feet a lot better. That was one of my issues. I would get into the paint and I just thought I could jump off one foot and then make my decision from there. (laughs) And that would usually lead to a lot of turnovers. And then definitely my biggest improvement is my defense. I feel like, um, you know, it's not easy to get a a stop against yourself or one of the other college players who was working with us in any of the camps. You know, if you want to get a stop in one-on-one against high level players, you got to be able to be able to defend, be able to move your feet. And uh, that's definitely something I know earlier in the summer, you kind of um, told me like your defense has gotten a lot better since the last time I played. <laughs> and uh, that's something I've been working on a lot. So.
0: No, I love to hear it. We had, so my brother Micah did basically what you did last summer uh, working out for me. And I couldn't believe how much better he, he got throughout the beginning of the summer to the end of the summer. And, um, you mentioned the weight thing. It's hard to keep weight on if you're in the gym for like 10 hours a day, right? I lost nine pounds in in nine weeks this summer. And that's the least like this, the heaviest I've been at the end of the summer. So I was like, man, this is a win. I only lost nine pounds. (laughs) And, uh, but yeah, I was telling the same thing with, uh, Zach Sewell, who's one of our workers and he plays for Ohio Dominican down in the Columbus area And he was talking about after our last camp of just how many repetitions you get in as a coach. He's like coming in and and working camps with you. He's like, I want to do it again next summer. Like I want to do, you know, all your Ohio camps and we'll just see, because it's almost like I'm getting in a whole, you know, another workout from being at camps with you and all the shots that we're getting up demonstrating and then obviously getting to play and, you know, he didn't work nearly as many camps as you do, but even in the few camps that he ran with me this summer, he's like, man, I got, I got better because as, as a coach, that's one of the unique things about our camps. We demonstrate 100% of the drills, everything, single thing. And so if we're trying to demonstrate and show the kids, not just what to do, but what it looks like to work hard and go hard, we're getting after it. Right. And then you do those for three hours and then another three hours And then you do it the next day and then you're getting shots up and you're playing some one-on-one and all of a sudden you look back at the corner of a week and you're like, man, we got thousands of reps in 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 different types of areas and different types of of ways. And Mm -hmm. it's just kind of sprinkled in throughout the course of of a normal day. Sometimes you don't even realize how many reps you're getting in. And then you look back at the end of the summer and be like, man, I'm a lot better at playing off of two feet. This episode is sponsored by Temple Fitness in Wayland, Michigan specializing in athletic development through kickboxing, weightlifting, and MMA training, ranging from training basketball players, pro and amateur fighters to the everyday person who's looking to get stronger or lose some weight. You can also train through the Temple Fitness app from explosive training to weight loss. They can assign the perfect workout and nutrition plan to ensure your success. So no matter what your goal or fitness level Temple can partner with you to get the job done. Email templefitness111 at gmail.com. Again, templefitness111 at gmail.com or follow them on social media at underscore templefitness to get started. Or, you know, Zach's like, man, I can't believe how many shots I got up just being a coach at the camp, right? And sometimes you partner up with the kids. And so there's just a lot of benefits from that standpoint as well um if you had to give any advice as we round out um, a couple of final questions on the podcast if you had to give any advice to a high school player who's listening and maybe they have some aspirations to play basketball at the college level what would you give them
1: (laughs) you got to be willing to put the work in really. That's it. It's that simple. Uh, It sounds cliche, but I mean, you got to want to be in the gym as much as you can. Um, You got to want to lift weights. Uh, That's something I really struggled with until maybe my senior year of high school um, is wanting to be in the weight room or like spending my time in the weight room (laughs) on stuff that uh, was actually valuable and not just hanging out in there (laughs) because coach is making us be in there or something, but um, yeah, get in the weight room, uh, get in the gym as much as you can. I know I didn't always have the best gym availability. You can still get shots up outside. You can, um, I know last summer, especially not so much this summer, but last summer I was going playing three on three, four on four outside a lot with Micah and his friends. And that's fun. <laughs> you know, I, I like playing outside as well. Um, just play as much live as you can. Um, and that's pretty much it. Like just play against better players as often as you can and get in the gym, want to be in the gym when you're in there. Don't just be taking a bunch of volleyball line threes and <laughs> dumb shots like that. Just work on things you're going to do in a game. Uh, keep it simple. Don't, uh, don't try to do anything too crazy. And that's pretty much it. Just keep your head down and work.
0: That's great advice. If you tell us a little bit of your aspirations, you know, after college, what are some things that you hope to to do? And, you know, I'm sure some of our coaches are going to listen to this and be like, man, I want to follow a little bit of this guy's journey.
1: Yeah, um, I've already started, obviously, working your camps. And then I do a lot of skill development on the side. Um, I'm doing two or three training sessions today after I'm done on this podcast. Um, a lot of high school kids in the thumb area I'm working out with, a couple junior high. Um, so I'm, I'm, I love doing that. I love uh, being in the gym, teaching kids stuff. I get a lot of reps in while I'm doing that, too. So I'm knocking out uh, two birds with one stone there. But uh, yeah, after I graduate, I do want to get into coaching in some capacity. Uh, I don't really know where that'll lead me now. There's a lot of different avenues, whether it's high school or college or, you know, getting in, just getting into player development, stuff like that. Um, I do. I just want to coach in some capacity, hopefully still uh, be around at your camps, Um, just stay around the game and stay around kids because. I do, uh, you mentioned it, but I feel like that's something, I don't say I'm good at stuff very often, but I think I'm really good with kids. And uh, like like you said, when they come in the gym, I'll greet them because I remember when I was their age and uh, I usually wouldn't come to camp with a friend. So I would be really nervous every day at camp. And uh, it would mean a lot if one of the coaches would come up and say, hey Ev, how you doing today? Something like that. So I really, I just want to keep being that guy that uh, that can make kids feel welcome and then uh, still give them valuable instruction. So.
0: No, it certainly goes a, a really long way. And for anybody that is interested, you know, maybe listen to this and wants to get into player development or basketball training or anything like that. Um, one of the first pieces of advice that I would give them, and I know you already know this, but it's more for others listening is, Get coaching experience. Get coaching experience because um, a lot of the, if you follow other training resources online, I personally don't follow many of them, um, but you can usually tell which ones are in training, but they have coaching experience because usually those are the, the, the drills and the strategies that work, right? And then mm-hmm. when you see some of the crazy stuff uh, online that is quote unquote training those people don't have actual basketball coaching experience. And so even if you were a player, you can kind of forget what actually wins games. And as we talked about in the very beginning of this episode, it's the simple things that win games. Do you knock down shots? Are you efficient? Can you defend? Do you play off of two feet, right? You play strong. All of those little things allow you to play basketball at a high level. And it's not that you're expanding your game. Of course, you're expanding your game. You're adding new moves, working on your you know, right hand, left hand, all of these different things. But even more so than that, you just continue to strengthen the foundation of the things that win games. Catching and shooting, for example, right? Are you a seven out of 10 shooter. Are you an eight out of 10 shooter? Are you a nine out of 10 shooter? Are you close to a 10 out of 10 shooter? Right? What does that look like for you? Instead of being like, oh, I can make seven out of 10. I'm good. I'm going to go work on something else now. Right. And so I think that's a, a huge piece. Is that something that you found a comment? You came down to Ohio for a week, right? So you got to meet, which I was really excited. You got to meet some of the uh, college players uh, and even pro players that uh, we've had the chance to work with down there. What What do you think was like a similar characteristic that all of you guys had since I've had the chance to coach many of you up since you were real young?
1: Uh, yeah, I thought all the coaches in Ohio they were uh, very similar with when the kids came in the gym, they were greeting them. They like, they had a lot of energy. They were like ready for camp. Like they, they were as excited for camp as the kids were. And then, uh, I thought a real similar characteristic we all had was we couldn't wait. Uh, once, once that first session was over and we grabbed a quick drink, maybe a snack, we couldn't wait to get out there and play some two on two and like compete against each other. So I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, Yeah. uh, One thing, one story from the Ohio camp, Uh, I brought my foreign exchange brother um, and uh, Pablo, and there was a a kid who was missing a lot of layups and Pablo goes, Pablo's not a very good player. I wasn't sure how well he would be coaching. And the kid was missing a lot of layups. He was getting down on himself. And Pablo was like, well, don't worry. I miss him too. And the kid like, cheered up right away and that kind of uh that kind of just fit right in with the uh type of coaches we had where Pablo saw this kid that uh you know wasn't having as good of a time as he should have and uh he just wanted to treat them treat him well and uh he came back the next couple days and he was ready and you know even that simple interaction uh meant a lot to a kid
0: Yeah, he did. Pablo did an awesome job, uh, came in from from Spain. And um, yeah, he was, he wasn't uh, like one of our college athletes demonstrating, but he did. I mean, he's played the game. He did did a heck of a job uh, coaching and working with the kids. And it goes, what he said goes back to something that I think I said at every single camp this summer. And that's it. This is a judgment-free zone. This is a judgment-free zone. So, you know, that Young man, as an example, he was frustrated, right? He was missing, missing some shots, but Hey, I mean, it's, we're showing you some new ways to do a certain drill, or maybe you're used to shooting a layup a certain way, but we have you change a couple of things. So maybe you're more protected and going up stronger. So even though it's still basic fundamentals, there are a lot of small changes and tweaks that we teach at our camp that are clearly not being taught. And I don't mean this in a bad way, but they're not being taught at a lot of other places because otherwise the kids would come to our camp and they'd have them down right away. And instead they're making a lot of mistakes and they're, and they're frustrated with them. So even though it's basic finishing two feet, body positioning, footwork pivoting, there's these little tiny tweaks of where do you put the ball? Where do you step? How wide is your stance? Where's your shoulders? Not squaring up to the basket on a finish you instead using your body to protect all of these little Tiny tweaks that can allow you to be much more successful, but are also a big challenge for you if you've never used to to doing some of these little pieces of footwork and body positioning that can be frustrating. And so it's important that we continue to remind our players, regardless of where they're at in that spectrum of development, this is a judgment free zone. We are not going to judge you whether you're making every shot, missing every shot, dribbling off your foot. We are all here for the same two reasons. We like basketball and we want to get better at it. And if, if we're on the same page in those two places, we're going to have a really good week. Just try to keep that positive attitude, understand mistakes are your fertilizer, learn and grow and, and let's roll. And uh, for the most part, that's how the entire summer goes for us, which is why it's it's such a blast. And I'm glad that you were able to be uh, such a big, big part of it. So uh, Evan, thanks for for joining the Coach's Edge podcast. I'm going to leave the uh, last Last words to you, and then I'll shut it down.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, I had I had fun. Uh, I had a lot of fun this summer. Uh, I can't wait to be back. And yeah, let's do it again. So,
0: <laughs> no, thank you for for being such a big part of Kramer Basketball in our camps. If uh, any of our coaches listening, especially in the east side of the the state of Michigan, Thumb area, if you want to connect with Evan, please reach out. I'm more than happy to refer you to him. He'd be a great person for you to work with. School's going to start pretty soon. He's going to be practicing with his own college team, so time will be limited there. Um, But I will also make sure to bring him along to as many of my clinics, especially in the Michigan area, uh, throughout the course of the fall and this preseason, as I can as well. Evan did did an awesome job, uh, really great with kids, people, obviously a student of the game. Keep up the great work. And to our coaches listening, uh, thanks again, and get after it today.